Good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 74 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun on, on a number of levels. So first and foremost, Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, good to see everyone again. And uh, for everybody listening, you guys probably won't listen to this till Friday or sometime whenever. Aaron turns 40 tomorrow, so uh, congratulations on making it to 40, man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so there's going to be um, a, a, a pretty interesting shirt that my wife actually had made, um, which will make it on the Twitters here before too much longer. But she told me I was not allowed to post any pictures of it until my actual birthday. Keeping it a surprise. Okay. Yep, I'm, cool. I'm under embargo right now. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, very cool. So happy birthday. Thanks, man. Uh, the second cool part, uh, we're bringing back an old friend of the show. Uh, so Brian Katz, welcome back. Hi there. How are you guys? You're good. It's good. I think it's probably been almost six months maybe since you were you were on the show. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, and it's uh, Brian was saying earlier, I'm like, I think it's been a while. I'm like, holy crap, it really has. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while. We always had good shows, and, and so – one of the things Aaron and I uh, decided this year is, you know, we're always looking to tweak the show a little bit, always trying to make it better or make it different or something. And one of the things that we, you know, the more and more we were talking to people and online and offline and all over the place was, um, you know, we were looking for kind of new angles to the show, new technologies, new trends, and mobile kept coming up over and over again. And if, if Aaron and I are good at one thing, it's knowing when we're not good at stuff. And so we went out and we got who we think is is the the best at mobile in terms of uh, being a friend of the show, <laughs> for one. <laughs> uh, number two, knowing the space actively. You know, you actually work in the space. This is this is your job. This is your career. This is your passion right now. And um, so so two cool things. Number one, uh, you're going to be a guest tonight, which will be awesome. Uh, but more importantly, what Aaron and I asked you to do, and you graciously have accepted. Um, we're going to sort of spin off the Cloudcast. We're not going to get rid of our show. We're going to kind of enhance the show. We're going to spin off a sort of a mobility-centric version of the Cloudcast name to be determined. And uh, Brian's going to run the show, and he's going to drive the guests. And uh, we're going to you know, expand upon what's going on in the mobility world. So very cool. Uh, welcome aboard, man. Thank you very much. I, I'm honored that you two thought enough to ask me to help and uh, chip in here. You guys have been doing an awesome job. 74 shows is uh, nothing to uh, sneeze at, and yeah, which is I'm excited about it. Quite honestly, good, good, good. Going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it'll be good. Brian knows a ton of people in the industry. You're getting asked to speak at all sorts of stuff. You do a lot of cool things on Twitter on a weekly basis, <laughs> and so um, you know, big expectations. Uh, no, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, well, I, I, my guess is next year you're going to ask me to come down and actually run the race with you. That's yeah. coming up. So, yeah. So speaking speaking of that, uh, Aaron, you want to give folks an update of what's going on with uh, the donut run? Yeah. So I, it, it's been absolutely amazing. You know, when we started this, what, what back right around Thanksgiving, we were like, you know what? Let's see if we can raise a thousand dollars in in donations uh, from the listeners, and and we'll match it. Right. So our goal originally was two thousand dollars, and. From from there, we got the two thousand dollars, and and honestly, it was probably easier than we certainly thought it would be. And so, a huge thank you to everyone out there. And so, we we kind of upped the goal from there into four thousand dollars, right? And and we got that. Um, we're as of today, we're about what forty, a little over forty one hundred. Yeah. 
Um, so just, just absolutely amazing, um, results. I just, uh, I'm, I'm flattered and honored all at the same time by the listeners. So thank you. Yeah. So people have been, people have been very, very cool. Um, and a couple of, couple of things. So we were, uh, we were talking. So, you know, one of the things everybody wants to know about this, this race is, you know, will, will Aaron and Brian throw up and then what, you know, like what, what's the craziness of the thing? So a couple of good things. Uh, number one, uh, we will video it this year. We're going to take the handhelds. Aaron's going to take one. I'm going to take one. Amy Lewis, comms ninja on uh, Twitter is going to run with us. She's going to take one. So we'll have all sorts of angles and stuff to the, to the one that we're doing. And You'll be other, able to see everyone getting sick from three different angles. Yeah. So the other, so, so the other, so the other intriguing piece of this is, uh, is two things. One, I'm all banged up. Well, I was all banged up. I, you're, I, you're gimpy, man. I'm a gimpy. Yeah, I, t- I tore up. I twisted my ankle pretty good a couple weeks ago, and it's it's down from uh, you know basically uh, grapefruit size down to almost normal. But I haven't run in two and a half weeks, so I'm I'm gimpy. And you haven't eaten carbs on any level in like two or three months. So between right. the two of us, <laughs> you know, the last couple miles might be interesting. So tune yeah. tune in. There's a there's a very good chance my body is going to have no idea what to do with me. Um, last year I, I ate the dozen donuts and then afterwards we went to cookout, uh, which is a, uh, a famous kind of grill place down here, and we all got milkshakes for the ride home. Um, so so we consumed about three thousand calories before noon last year, um, and yeah, I I seriously have my doubts as to what my stomach will do. So this will be interesting. Well, I just want to know whether Amy gets her dozen donuts with a side of bacon. So <laughs> that is true. Yeah, she's gonna. She's a, she's a big talker about food. We'll see if she can put her money where her mouth is. So uh, she was up in New York a week and a half ago, and she can put it away just yeah. with the best of them. She's a good eater. So yeah, so we're excited about that, and uh, so we we sort of promise. I know we've been talking about this thing for you know several months now next week's show will be the last time we talk about the Krispy Kreme for until 2014 so we'll get back to talking technology and cool people and all that stuff but again thank oh, you yeah. and thank <clears throat> you everybody for you know just supporting the show in any way that you support it yep and oh and one more thing too um and it'll be on the video and we'll probably put it up on the on the blog as well on the website um there was actually this year was the first year they did it there was actually a a cup the Krispy Kreme challenge cup for whoever donated the most money or who raised the, whoever raised the most money and we we did receive official recognition today that that we are the the winner of that cup they closed everything today so so we'll actually be called up on stage and and we're going to present them with a big big foam check that we're having printed up and it's it'll, it should be a lot of fun yeah it'll be like the stanley cup we'll take it around raleigh <laughs> we'll go to the bar see people can drink out of it that'll be good exactly so well cool well listen um so Brian, Aaron, and I were looking. It's been it's been six and nine months since you were back on the show. Uh, you were on once early on with uh, with Tal Klein, who at the time was at Citrix, and you guys were debating the pros and cons of VDI. Um, <laughs> you came on you came on uh, a second time, and we were talking about just mobile apps and sort of mobile mindset and how things are changing. So you know what's you know just to give folks a little bit of background because the, the listenership keeps growing. Give us a little bit of background on you. What do you do? Um, and and some of the stuff that you've been interested in and involved with, so folks know to get excited about the show that you're going to run. So okay, a little bit about myself. I work for a large pharmaceutical with over a hundred thousand employees, and I run the mobility engineering group. So what that means is. I get to play with all the new phones, all the new tablets, um, 
and the like, and we develop solutions for deploying them to the workforce, managing them, um, helping to make sure that they're secure by working with the security department. We work with the business to make sure that we can really meet their business requirements and build something that helps um, expand the business strategy. And then at the same time, um, in the last, uh, I guess, three or four months, uh, I've started a tweet chat with um, Ben Robbins that we run every Thursday, focused on mobile business. And I've been, you know, really just, I talk to vendors, I'm talking to everybody all the time, I'm playing with toys, spending my own money on some of them, and spending a lot of time just talking to people about where mobile's going. Cool. And what's next? Very cool. And you, uh, huge uh, English Premier League soccer fan for all <laughs> very, of our for all of our fans that are soccer fans or football fans. Very. As I joke all the time, the real football. There you no, that's you're always running. Um, very big uh, EPL fan. Uh, Manchester United is my club, much to the chagrin of uh, Christian Riley. Yeah. But, uh, we enjoy it. So. So Christian was the first real guest we had on our show. At the time, we dubbed him the president of the private cloud. We may have to dub you, uh, since you're an English, you know, maybe maybe the prince of the mobile cloud. We'll, uh, we'll have to come up with something. Uh, prime minister. Prime minister. There you go. Prime I'm minister. not sure I want to be prime minister. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Duke of the Mobile Cloud. So, well, cool. Well, let's let's kind of let's jump into this. We'll um we'll we'll keep this show sort of you know not not super long because uh, we don't want to dig into the stuff that that you're going to get into a ton. But so um, let's sort of jump into it a little bit. What's what's the state of the mobility in 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 the enterprise? Uh, you know, whether it's medium sized enterprise, large enterprise. What kind of like what's the the sort of state of what's going on? The goods and the bads. Well, the good news is everybody knows they need it. So, I mean, you look at the New York Times, you open, you know, you're on the web, you know, you listen to NPR, you watch David Letterman, they're all using mobile in one way or another, and they all know they need it. The bad news is that most of them still haven't figured out how to do mobile and what they want to do with it. So you have some companies that are still looking to hey, let's just give everyone an iPhone or let's just give everybody a tablet. And they kind of get lost on what to do with that. You know, there's not necessarily a strategy behind it. And, you know, those are the people that sometimes they fall into a strategy, but usually they end up, you know, having a couple failures before they have their successes. Okay. Um, some of the things we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing MDM is growing like gangbusters. So everybody, MDM is mobile device management. So as they bring these devices in, they want somebody to manage them. They want to make sure that they stay safe and secure. BYOD is on everybody's tongue. You, you can't miss it. Uh, what else can we talk about? And, you know, there are a couple other technologies coming out. You know, mobile application management is really starting up, and you're starting to hear people talk about it. You know, Android is actually starting to make some nice inroads into the enterprise. And, you know, then you have people like BlackBerry, you know, used to be RIM. They've now changed their name to BlackBerry. BlackBerry has launched their new devices and is attempting to come back. You see the same thing happening with Windows. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So, Brian, at a, at a high level, so you've got MDM and you've got 
uh, MAMM, right? To tell everyone at a super high level what is the basic differences between those two technologies. One of them, obviously, MDM being what's hot now and is probably seeing adoption now, but and MAM is, like you said, just starting, right? So tell everyone a little bit more about those. So the way to think of it is this way. MDM is, and I, I call it legacy thinking, but MDM is we own the device. So we can keep you from taking a screenshot with your device using the camera, um, connecting to iCloud or Dropbox. So MDM really controls the whole device. We can wipe the entire device if you lose it, if you leave the company, but we have complete control over it. Hey, Brian, do you know any employers that that, that sounds familiar? None, none that I work for anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, my, 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 la- my last job, they spent... Uh, I don't know, four to six months sending out an email about every week going, you really need to jump on this, this MDM thing. And it was like, no, no, thanks. You know, and, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's not something if you're an employee that you're terribly excited about. Um, cause there's, there's this, you know, like we've talked about before, like the hardest thing with the mobile device is when are you working and when are you not working and when, you know, when do you use your home email account and when do you use your work email account and all those other fun no line separation issues that we all have these days. And if it's your device, do they get to control it and yeah, all of, yeah, just all of those just, complexities, right? Well, just even little little things that you don't think about, like who owns the phone number. Oh, once I let you have the bill, you own the phone number. Ugh, you know what happens when I want to get it back? So yeah, it's um, it's, you know, it's owners. There are, of, there are a lot of great questions there. You know that. You know, some of that will be stuff that we will undoubtedly cover in this uh, new podcast. Um, but, you know, it is tough when you think about that way, when you look at personal devices or if they give you a corporate device but they tell you to put your personal information on it. Right. You know, what's the privacy? How much do you trust it? And then you have MAM, which is mobile application management. And the way to think of mobile application management is before we used to control the phone and MDM in MAM. We control the applications. So if we give you a corporate application, we can then turn off the camera when you're in that application. We can keep you from taking a screenshot or emailing it to your personal email. So MAM controls certain applications, doesn't control the whole device. So it's another way. It's a way of making it easier to bring in your own device and to have personal information and company information on the phone at the same time. And and now is that you know just for most of the MAM solutions that are out there are they are they application specific like for example you know if I whatever cool new app somebody tells me about if I'm at my kid's gymnastics like do you have to know about it ahead of time or is do you is there a way for you to periodically inventory what's out there and go that one's on a white list that one's on a black list that one's or like how how do those tend to get what what goes on the MAM list I guess if you will. <laughs> So whitelisting and blacklisting is more of an MDM functionality. Okay. In MAM, you have to know about the apps before you put them out there. So there, there are two ways to do um, mobile application management. One of them is through an SDK, and, one, and the second one is called app wrapping. And in app wrapping, you take an existing app and you put a wrapper around it that controls the data in, which networks are allowed to use it, allows you to apply policy to it. The problem with app wrapping is depending upon which ecosystem you're in, Android, iOS, Windows Phone, or BlackBerry, 
you may not be allowed to wrap a public app, you can wrap a private app, one that a company makes for themselves. Okay. Where whereas an SDK means that you actually you're actually putting the SDK inside the app as you're developing it. Much much harder to do in a public app because you usually don't have rights to that. So what a lot of the MAM vendors are doing is they're trying to find the most popular business apps and partner with those people to be able to wrap it themselves or put the SDK in. So for example, Quick Office is a good one that um, partnered with a lot of different vendors and incorporated their SDKs so that if you got Quick Office, they could control where you could use the data and what account, screenshotting, and all those sorts of things. Very cool. So lots of stuff uh, for folks to learn, lots of sort of new terminology and technology and nuances. And so, you know, as you're looking out at this, you're looking out at this stuff and you're thinking about strategies and you're, I mean, it's like you said, there's, there's Apple's doing well, Android's growing. So you've got three or four major phone vendors, which are, you know, they're all their own operating systems, all their own sort of gardens, if you will. And then you've got the app guys. I mean, like, how do you even start thinking about a strategy for aligning the device to the app to the security? I mean, that's a, that's a that's a an end by end matrix. It sounds like you know, a lot of people sit there and try and develop a mobile strategy completely separate from anything else they're doing in the business. And you know, one of the conversations I have with various of my counterparts and actually at work itself is. You got to start with a business strategy. If you can't get your mobile strategy to fit into your business strategy and help you get to your goals, it doesn't really matter that your people are using a phone or a tablet. You know, in the end, they're business goals that you want to achieve. And if you work it that way and you figure out, well, how do I enable my users to do their job better? How do I make them more flexible and agile? Will the right device do that with the right app? And when you start approaching it that way, it actually becomes a lot easier because now you're, th- you're thinking about it in an enablement method as opposed to how do, I keep, how do I keep people from doing things to how do I enable them to be successful. Okay. So it's got a, it's got a natural sort of narrowing function if you work from the business problem, business requirements backwards towards the, towards the technology. 100%. Focus on the business and focus on the user requirements. And once you know what the business requirements are and the user needs, you can fit them together and then actually develop a strategy that helps people achieve what they need. Now, Brian, do you think that some of this kind of older thinking, if you will, of always trying to lock down the phone and and keep people from doing things they shouldn't be doing, is that just just a leftover because typically the IT department are doing it and that's sometimes an old IT way of thinking, right, of the, the user is bad? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, you know, I won't say who, but in our tweet chat today, somebody said, you know, users are cows. They'll do whatever. They'll sit around. They'll wait. They'll do, you know, they'll do whatever you tell them to do. If they're waiting for an app to download, if it takes five minutes, they'll do that because they've been told to do that. They'll click on stuff they're not supposed to. They're not paying attention, and that is, that is a lot of the pervasive. Um, thinking that's in there you know the user needs to be protected from himself and as you look at the uh, you know a lot of people talk about the consumerization of IT and I like to talk about it as the ITization of the consumer you know the consumers are getting smarter they know how to use their smartphone they know how to use their tablet 
you know, you look at the studies out there. If it takes more than three seconds for a web page to open, they close it. They go on to the next thing. And so they're getting smarter, and the business has to catch up to that and learn to work with them. You know, it's just like, you know, Brian, you said yourself, you kept getting emails to join the MDM system, but you understood it. You locked down your phone, you did a bunch of other things to it, and that wasn't something you wanted. Right. And, you know, users are getting smarter about that sort of thing. Well, and, you know, I'll throw you out a, another sort of generational thing. They they teach handwriting at my kids' elementary school, but they're no longer teaching cursive writing. So the, the assumption is basically... These kids will be typing and using their fingers on devices, you know, and which which makes them, you know, complain. I mean, we talked about sort of native users. I mean, they they will be a hundred percent native users and way smarter than any of us as they all join the workforce, you know, ten years from now or whatever. So, uh, yeah, oh. no, it's it's going to be a reality in in big time proportion. And if you think about it, ten years from now, will you actually even be typing anymore? How no. much of it will? How much of it will be voice input? And you have things like Google Now, Siri, um, the Nuance Labs. You know, today you saw some rumors that the new X, newest Xbox will come out with something similar to Siri, which will do natural language processing. So, do you have to type, or can you just actually talk to it and you know get your devices to work that way? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But then, already- then you run into did you did you guys ever see the YouTube video of the? Um, parody of the Siri commercial where it was the Scottish guy trying to talk to Siri. <laughs> have you seen have you seen the two Scottish guys trapped trapped in the lift uh, video? <laughs> it's very similar. It's so similar. The, 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 you know, the language may be um, an enabler, but you know, it may also be a barrier depending on the technology. No, very true. Very true. Maybe I'll have to maybe I'll put that that in the show notes just for, for a giggle for everyone. But holy crap, it's funny. So, you know, so you're seeing some of this stuff. So, so talk about, you know, we, we've, you know, as, as the show's evolved, we've sort of learned the different nuances of where people are learning things, how they're, you know, in our case, it was sort of cloud computing. They were building home labs. They were trying out Amazon. They were, you know, doing stuff with VMware. Like, what's the, where's the... Where's the places people are learning stuff in the mobile space? What are the what are the hot shows to attend? What are, you know? How are people you know like you're doing with Twitter and the mobile biz chats and stuff? Like where's the where's the mobile knowledge going on these days? Twitter Twitter's really a big one. Um, there are a couple of websites like The Verge and a few others that you know Engadget, uh, Gizmodo that spend a lot of time talking about mobile. But you know if you start looking at shows. You have you know the biggest show of the year coming up at the end of February, Mobile World Congress, which is in Barcelona. So you actually see a lot of new devices announced there. You know, you'll start seeing those in the next couple of weeks. And what's interesting is companies that want to distinguish themselves, for example, Samsung, isn't planning on uh, showing off their Galaxy 4 there. They're calling a conference, like a press conference, I guess, or event two or three weeks later to introduce um, the new Galaxy 4. But the biggest shows in Barcelona, you'll have tons of vendors. It's actually, from what I've been told, it's bigger than uh, CES, which is the beginning of January, which is another big show. But you're starting to see a lot of stuff, um, a lot of conferences that are devoted just to mobile. And, you know, you're getting getting really big attendances there just for the fact that everybody's just trying to get a leg up 
and figure out, you know, what do I do next? How do I incorporate this into my business? And how to how to move on? How to, how to actually move forward with it? Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: So, as somebody who your your job is to actually integrate all of these devices into the enterprise. So, just compare and contrast uh, real quickly. How is it working with, say, the Apple products versus the Android products, right? Is there one or another that's better or worse for, for your business needs? <laughs> that's a loaded question if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Which fanboy are you? No, just kidding. Well, you know, got to be fair and disclose. You know, I carry my primary phone's an Apple iPhone 5. Um, I do have an iPad. But on the other hand, I'm always carrying two devices. So, uh, like this week, I'm carrying a uh, Lumia 920. Um, two weeks ago, I had a Samsung Galaxy Note 2 in my pocket. And, you know, it's interesting. Apple, although everybody says Apple isn't very friendly to the enterprise, Apple has very quietly and, you know, very importantly over the last um, three years made a lot of strides to really giving the enterprise what it wants. They've built APIs that allow you to secure the device. Um, they're not perfect. They still have room to grow. And then, you know, you have Android, which it's, I guess it may be fair to say that Google really doesn't spend a lot of time on security. And some people may take issue with me saying that, but really where you see that happening is the vendors. You know, the OEM. So Samsung has developed a program called Safe, which is um, Samsung, I think it's assured for the enterprise, but essentially they've put a bunch of the same type of APIs that Apple's put into its phones. But you won't necessarily find the same thing in an HTC, a Motorola, an LG. So it's a little more fragmented because it's done by the OEM versus done by um, Google itself and the Android product. Sure. So, so, and, and, and so in that instance, yeah, somebody like Samsung is seeing a gap in, okay, if we want to get into the enterprise space, this is something we need to just go do. We, we can't wait for the Android operating system itself to incorporate that. 100%. And so, you know, when you start, if you start looking at it by vendor, it's a very different question than if you look at it, um, Android versus iOS versus Windows Phone. So, and now BlackBerry. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, um, <clears throat> we don't want to steal all your thunder. Uh, I know you've been <laughs> sort of thinking about this stuff. I'm gonna. Uh, this space to me is really, really cool because you know, cloud's interesting. You know, cloud is sort of from a from a macro IT perspective, kind of the next wave and so forth. But mobile's really cool because it it has so many opportunities to really change business, change business models. I mean, when you you know you start getting to a point where all the information is in your pocket, it's it's right there. I mean, whether you're a farmer and you're getting live weather feeds or you're a car salesman and you're doing, you're looking up specs while you're doing a test drive or you're a pharmaceutical rep being able to show them the latest, whatever, like, you know, being able to do that on demand all the time with a thing that you can fit in your hand. You don't have to, I mean, you never have to worry hardly ever about it, you know, dying off in battery and all the stuff we've ever, we deal with, with other laptops and stuff. This is a very very cool space, and it's it's applications and it's devices and it's form factors, and so I'm excited about what you're going to put together. Um, you've got uh, you've got 100 of our blessing, and we, we want it to be <laughs> awesome. And uh, you know, we'll um, 
for folks that are listening, we'll figure out all the details of what we're going to call the show and so on and so forth. We'll end up probably, I think we'll probably push it through the same channels, but we'll figure out those nuances and, and let everybody know. And, um, and hopefully, you know, people, people are interested in it because God, it's part of every one of our daily lives these days, like all the time. <laughs> well, you know, I hope so. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, Hey, this podcast, cloud, mobile cloudcast, can really just live up to the example you guys have set. You guys, you know, you guys have fun. You have great guests. You explain some really cool things that, quite honestly, I didn't understand before you had your guests on. And part of it is because you guys want to know. And you know, that's part of what I'm hoping to bring to, you know, what you guys have uh, very kindly asked me to do is really get my curiosity out there and ask those same questions and really help the listener just understand what's going on and, you know, get some of those questions answered and give them an idea of where stuff's going and where it is and what they need help with. Yeah. Now you, you realize Aaron is a gadget junkie. He might be calling you 24 hours a day now asking <laughs> you for recommendations on stuff. Well, you know, the last show you asked me about recommendations. So, you know, we, we can do that again and, you know, one of the nice things about my position currently is I really do get the toy. So, you know, whether it's the carrier or the OEM themselves, um, I'm, I usually have something to play with. And, it, you know, it's just there's some really neat stuff going on with devices. And more than that, it, you know, the cloud's a big part of this because, you know, really when we talk about devices, it's enabling the right information to be gotten at the right time to accomplish the right task. And whether it's cloud, APIs, um, you name it. it. You know, a lot of it is universal between what you guys do and some of the stuff that we'll talk about and just, you know, how you interact with it. It's just pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, Aaron, on your uh, on your last uh, day of sort of youth, I guess your last day of your thirties, any uh, any parting <laughs> words for folks, or you want to just take us home, or uh... yeah, sure. So we're out of time for this week. So Brian, where can people learn more about what you're doing and what's going on in this space? Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, you can follow me at screwsloose.com. I tend to blog at least once a week. You know, I try and keep that uh, pretty consistent. You know, every now and then I get two or three blogs out a week. And you can certainly follow me on Twitter, although I tweet a lot. And on Saturdays and Sundays, there's a lot of footy tweets. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of things you have to go back and check the next morning, huh? <laughs> but, you know, and you know what? Just reach out. You know, really what I look to do is have a conversation. And, you know, whether it's this podcast, whether it's on Twitter or anything else, you know, the best way to learn is to converse with people. And so, you know, my modus operandi on Twitter is really just to have conversations with people and understand where they are and, you know, get opinions and sometimes change my mind to make sure that I understand what's going on. Very cool. All right. So if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at the Cloudcast or on the thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything podcast. Thanks for listening. 